Hello and welcome to this instalment this week of the Mindset Musings podcast with my co-host Simon Gardner, co-founder of Carrington West, one of the fastest growing recruitment companies in the United Kingdom. Yep, yep. Thank you very much, Ben. Yeah, good to be back this week. And my co-host, uh, Ben Miles, co-founder of Victorious Festival and over a 15 year, 15 years worth of pubs and restaurants, really, isn't it? you've um make me sound old now feel old. oh yeah exactly <laughs> i was, I was going to say to you actually just, just while we're on the pubs and restaurants scenario I, i've actually i actually want to do more of it if you do know anyone that is interested in doing that sort of thing in that kind of industry um who maybe hasn't got the funding or hasn't got the experience give me a shout um especially if you're local to South Hampshire doesn't have to be Portsmouth, but um, I don't suppose you didn't know anyone, Ben, who's come up to you and offered you sort of bits and bobs like that, do you? Well, I might be interested. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Should we pause the recording to talk? Yeah, let's, go, let's, <laughs> let's have a chat. But, yeah, um, no, not off the top of my head, but um, no. yeah, I can have a think if anyone approaches yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're, you're, you're bound to get some requests, aren't you? But um, yeah, I, I think for next project, more of an investor slash mentor rather than getting involved <laughs> too much <laughs> but no it's, it's an industry that i am um, i've really enjoyed being involved in you can come and, and mentor um, me if you want mate i'll be your mate you can be I've my got, shoulder to cry on <laughs> I, I, you know i've got no idea to be honest talking of victorious also we've got or you've got but we as a as a public as a as a punter um have got uh, an announcement coming today have we um yes hopefully today yeah right. so we <laughs> it's, been, it's been a, been a tricky tricky last couple of weeks uh guys have been working extremely hard but we are almost there for our next round of announcements check yeah. it out instagram victorious festival victoriousfestival.co.uk tickets on sale now yeah there you go, a yep. little plug all the ports of TV news just run any story like that, <laughs> 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 um, no, no comment no comment but um <laughs> no so fingers crossed that's that's out today um, and you can have a day off, and then some of the names that you've just been mentioning, whether they whether they make the lineup or not, massive household names. So um, off air. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yes, fingers crossed. Ticket sales have been good so far. So hopefully tomorrow when we get a bit more of it out, they'll um, have even more of a boost. Seems to yeah. be a great appetite for it, which is great. Yep, yep. Apart from that, oh, there's probably not been a much apart from that this week. But um, all all good. Yeah, all good. Um, like you say, been pretty stuck into that, to be honest, mate. So, um, yeah, just that's a, another little kind of milestone to tick off tomorrow and then um, on to some other stuff. But, yeah, the goal setting has gone quite well so far. What we first week of Feb, I'm still sticking to that quite strongly. Modified a couple with my accountability partner. But um, other than that, yeah, been been hitting all the targets so far. So uh, keeping it up yourself. Yeah, yeah, been been busy. Partners had a, a small operation, which has rendered a pretty redundant in terms of childcare. So, God, it's been it's been a full on few days. But um, yeah, really enjoyed spending time with the kids. And um, you know, when they go down for a nap, hit the laptop, try and do some bits, try and keep my head above water. But um, yeah, it's going well. Good stuff. So um, this then. week's episode yeah. is um, a bit of a special feature. One, we're going to turn the spotlight onto you. Yep. Uh, you've been doing some great work, your newly appointed role with uh, Young Entrepreneurs England. Um, yeah, unpaid voluntary. Yeah, all round good guy. Just get that in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you you actually did a recording, didn't you, um, talking about t- 
tips for starting businesses um, in particular and um, pitfalls to look out for and be avoided. So we're going to run that yeah. chat that you did, but have you got any more on that before we skip over to it? So, yeah, so they asked me to do four seminars, or webinars, whatever you call them these days. And the first one was about a fortnight ago. The second one will be out today or uh, Tuesday lunchtime live on Instagram and um, I think they upload it to various platforms YouTube and stuff like that um, and then and then two further ones coming up so but it is aimed at the young entrepreneurs of England so obviously apologies for the references but you don't have to be a young entrepreneur to obviously start a business and it is very relevant stuff um, in the opening few minutes I do make reference to I'm not claiming to be any kind of expert I'm not claiming to be Elon Musk or anything but I have got uh, 11 years now of experience of, of some pretty big highs and some pretty big lows so um, it's four things to consider before starting a business and I think five I believe four or five of some of the biggest lessons I've learned post setting up so some sort of pre and post session so yeah hopefully you get some value from it good stuff right editor dan cut us in okay welcome to um the first of four um of these lunchtime live sessions um they're going to take place every fortnight <clears throat> over the next couple of months um quick personal introduction so uh, my name's simon gardner um, amongst other things, I'm the father of two boys, a one-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, I've always taken a keen interest in business um, and in, uh, I actually studied at a university. And in 2011, I started my first proper journey into entrepreneurship, launching a recruitment company. Um, and since then, um, I've been involved in various businesses um, from hospitality and property sectors as well. Um, now, you may have seen the posts on the Young Entrepreneur um, of England's Instagram um, over the weekend uh, and last week. So I was honoured to be asked to be the first ever mentor for that organisation. So big thanks uh, to them and specifically to Laura for asking me to come on board. Um, so you've probably got a few questions. So firstly, uh, why am I here? Um, more importantly, why should you really care what I have to say? And I suppose the big one is how can I help you? Um, so I suppose the headline, if you like, um, is that, you know, I've been involved in the launch of three businesses. OK, um, we've hired over 200 people in the last year. Uh, we hit the milestone of a million pounds a week in sales, obviously every week um, from, from, from that point onwards nicely. Um, and uh, we forecast um, this year, actually, to achieve 75 million in sales. Um, now, uh, over the past decade, we have won numerous national awards, mostly in the last few years. Um, primarily the highlights being the UK's best recruitment company to work for, and we've won that twice. Um, if you consider there's 39,000 uh, recruitment businesses in the UK, that's, that's, uh, that's a decent achievement. Um, and the UK's best learning and development program, and that's for any business in any sector. Um, and we've won, now we've, we've won that now back to back two years in a row. Um, so previous winners of that um, award organisations such as Lloyds Bank, etc. So we're an esteemed company. Um, we also hold a platinum status investors in people award, um, of which only 2% um, of employers uh, in the UK hold that. 
So personally, I don't think as a business, we've even got started yet. I know I haven't even got started yet. There's much more to come from me, much more to come from this business, which is the exciting thing. But I suppose to other people on the outside of looking in, um, we've had a bit of success. Now, this is really what, what can be achieved. But I've also been right at the beginning where you are, um, literally, uh, possibly even at the planning stage. So what was our beginning like? So our business started on a cold January morning in 2011. Um, and we started this business in my brother's garage. Okay. It was cold. Um, it was, uh, we only had two laptops, um, our personal laptops that were sort of clunky and didn't really work too well. We had our mobile phones um, and we had two temporary tables um, that have, you know, fold out leg type tables in a garage. It was cold, but we had to type, we had to make phone calls. So one of us had a pair of fingerless gloves that we used. The other, the other uh, person had to make a pair of fingerless gloves from some actual fingered gloves that we had. So um, you, you could tell, um, you know, it was a humble start. So I understand the struggle. Okay. Now I'm not sitting here claiming to be Elon Musk. I'm not sitting here claiming to be any kind of genius. The advice I've got is very simple advice. It's common sense advice, but you know, it does come from 10 years of experience and, and quite often online on, on Instagram these days, you know, you struggle to find people with actual experience um, trying to mentor people and trying to give their advice. So as I said, I've got, I've got a decade of information, ups, downs, failures and wins to share with you, okay, over the next eight weeks. Um, so after 10 years in the game and 10 years of being fully focused on growing our business, and that focus will never, ever leave me, that's my priority, um, but I'm now keen to speak and it, uh, to and advise lots of you on your journey into entrepreneurship. So many of you have already started. Some of you are still in the planning phase, and that's okay. Um, as well as, uh, you know, advice and as content for as many of you as possible, um, one person or one business will um, win, actually, 12 months of direct mentoring from me, completely free, okay? Now, all you have to do um, to ensure that you're in a chance of winning that is to be following my Instagram handle, which is sci.gardener.mm, as well as the Young Entrepreneurs of England's Instagram handle, which is Y-E-O England, Yeo England as well. Um, you also, thirdly, just need to comment your handle or your business's handle um, on the Instagram post where this giveaway was announced. So I think that was posted only a couple of days ago on the Young Entrepreneurs of England's profile um, on Sunday, the 23rd of January, I believe. Um, so go back and, and comment um, on that. That's your, that's your entry, follow both accounts. Now, what do you get for that? You get my mobile number, you'll get um, direct access, you get Zoom calls all for 12 months for free. We're going to sit down, we're going to go through your business. And if you've started, we're going to scale it. And if you haven't started it, we're going to get it to a point of hopefully launch and beyond. Okay. So um, why am I doing this? So selfishly, um, I, I love being around the energy of startups, speaking to ambitious driven people, you know, looking to change the way things are done through entrepreneurship. I love hearing how people are going to disrupt um, markets. It's something that we did and we enjoyed every minute of it and we still do. So today's live has two aims. Okay. Firstly, to provide you 
um, with um, four key things to consider or action before starting a business. Um, if you've launched already, it's never too late to revisit uh, the four points I'm going to discuss. Um, and secondly, the top five lessons um, I've learned in my 11 years in the game. Okay, so it's a bit of a pre and post launch uh, session. Um, I'm aiming to have it done within about 30 to 35 to 45 minutes. I don't know exactly. I haven't tested the length of time, but I suppose we're going to find out together. So let's get started. Um, now, the first point, the first of four key things to consider before launching or starting a business. Number one, formulate a plan. Now, this sounds very, very obvious, um, but it's overlooked by so many people. You need to write a business plan. OK, business plans aren't cool. They're not flashy. You're not going to see them on Instagram. Right. But they have to be done. OK, writing a business plan isn't important because you're going to present it to the bank um, for, a, you know, any investment or stand in front of a, an investor like the, the sort of 90 stereotype. Those, those things don't happen really anymore. Certainly the bank thing. Um, but you need to write a business plan. Not because the document itself is of huge importance once it's complete, but it's um, but it's more the process or the act of writing one down, which is the important thing. OK, once it's complete, yes, you can update it. Yes, you can see how far you've come, maybe every six months, every year, whatever. But writing it down um, can investigate any bottlenecks you've got, any any issues before you do anything major, like quit a job or anything drastic like that. So if you've got a business partner, um, or more than one, then it's vital um, that you that you write a business plan, okay? Because in that business plan can go both of you or more of you, your short, medium, and long-term intentions for, 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 the, for the company. It's unbelievable how many businesses start and six months in, you've got the founders pulling in different directions because they didn't really, they just assumed that the long-term vision was the same. They don't have to sit down and have that uh, conversation. If it's in writing, it's in writing. OK, if you're launching a business alone, then it's very important to write a business plan as well, because if like me, you know, you've got a, a hundred thousand thoughts flying around your head a day. Quite often, what I found is you, you know, you, you pick up a project within your business or, or three months later, you start to research it. And actually, you've already done this research. You start to click on web links that are different color on Google. You've already researched it. You didn't and you've forgotten you have. OK, so going through the process can save you time. It can save repeat decisions being made. Um, if you've already launched, then it's not too late to properly formulate a plan going forward. Okay, taking what's already happened in the real world, you've got real world experience, let's say three months, six months in, maybe longer, you can go back and you can start to write a plan with actual, um, with actual, uh, you, you know, tweaking and, and, and sharpening the processes. Now, if you've got no idea how to write a business plan, you've never seen one, for example, don't forget, the Young Entrepreneurs of England is a community, okay? You can reach out to each other within the community. You can ask for advice. If um, if you're uncomfortable to do that or whatever, or you want to get started first before asking advice, add me on Instagram, DM me. I can send you. I've got two excellent business plan templates that will at least get you started, okay? Um, now, I know firsthand what it's like to launch a business with only scribbled notes um, and some thoughts in your mind, okay? So quick story. Before we set this business up, we worked for a competitor down the road, myself and the original uh, person that set it up, two, two or three then joined us soon after. Um, but we worked, and we all worked actually, uh, at, this, at this company. Now, the, the, uh, the environment was very oppressive. It was very dog-eat-dog. Um, and, and when you're 23, you don't really mind that kind of environment. It's actually quite fun. Okay, then the 2008 crash happened. 
um, and the pressure started to ramp up. And there were some very strange answers to some very important questions that we had as employees. We were essentially being asked to start again in a new area of recruitment, which takes years to build up in another area of the business, in a culture that we no longer believed in. So our idea was, well, if we're going to start up, you know, if we're being asked to start up again, why don't we do that? Why don't we do the same thing, but create something and take the best parts from that business, of which there were a few, and create a culture that we believe in and is more inclusive um, and more understanding and more collaborative. Okay, so that's what we did. Our idea was born. Okay, we gave ourselves six months from the point of making that decision to leaving to give ourselves six months to save money, um, but more importantly, to write a full business plan so we could go in to this new project with our eyes wide open, okay? Now, we were two weeks into our secret six-month escape plan when uh, I took a day's leave, I went to the cinema, um, I came out mid-afternoon, looked at my phone, turned it on after the film, and in flooded um, scores of texts, all from the office, okay? My manager, um, a few colleagues, but mainly from the person I was gonna set this business up with initially, which was James, okay? James had been faced with producing his quarterly appraisal, which usually is around five hours work um, and about a three hour meeting. And um, as this built up, he'd obviously, you know, he'd, he'd walked in and he'd quit there and then, okay? He couldn't face it. He couldn't face looking someone in the eye and effectively lying about the plans for the next three months when we knew we weren't gonna be there. So we left five and a half months too early, okay? because he simply just couldn't bring himself, as I said, to start uh, this, this appraisal and, and lie to our manager. Now, our beautifully planned step down from the company with no more than a, you know, a little soft landing, two foot soft landing, um, was now effectively like being sort of kicked out of a passenger jet, right, with no parachute, okay? We had no choice. We left there and then. We didn't have the time to save. We didn't have the time to plan. So we winged it thinking that was the best thing. Okay, never wing it. <laughs> okay, um, over the next three years from that point, we made mistake after mistake after mistake. Okay, some that cost us a huge amount of money. Um, we were always going to make mistakes, you're always going to make mistakes when you set up a business, but some could have been avoided with a business plan for sure. It's very, very important. Now, secondly, um, out of the four key things to consider. Number two, you need to consider your short, medium and long term goals right now. I'm seeing more and more people set up business businesses to support goals that are probably unrealistic in the short term. For example, a common one I'm seeing post pandemic is I want to set up a business to spend more time with my family. Now, obviously, it depends on the type of business that you want to set up. It depends how quickly you want to scale it. But if you're looking to grow big enough to take on employees and launch products or services in the mainstream, there's going to be a huge reduction in the time you spend with your family and friends. There's going to be a huge reduction um, in your work-life balance. There's not going to be a work-life balance in the short term. Longer term, quite possibly, that is possible. But please be aware, in most cases, to find the time to start winding down the hours that you put in, in, in the most case, will take many, many years. All right. Now, there's a whole other session coming on proper goal setting and the vision um, behind goals. So I'll save that for another day. But please be aware um, of what you want to do and what your priorities are, um, particularly in the short term. There will be times that you have to do things that you don't want to do. Um, so please bear that in mind. As you know, I'm from the recruitment industry. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our founding sponsors, 
the JSA Group. Their enthusiasm surrounding Series 2 and the launch of Series 2 of this podcast really does demonstrate their commitment to supporting their agency partners with their growth plans and sharing expertise across the industry to raise recruitment standards nationwide. JSA provides a huge range of outsourced payroll solutions to recruitment agencies and contractors and takes away really the pressures of managing their financial requirements. Now, that's whether the contractor wishes to work via a limited company, umbrella or PAYE, um, their knowledge and passion for evolving the uh, future of recruitment really does run deep. And this is evident in their consistent development of cutting edge services, including international payroll and future-proof back office solutions. Now, you can find them by visiting jsagroup.co.uk or across any social media platform at JSA Group. Right, let's get back to it. The last thing you want to find uh, is, is that you end up losing passion for the project because you, it was set up in a time that's not paramount um, to, to what you want to do in the short to medium term. Okay. Um, number three, <clears throat> a personal SWOT analysis. Okay. Now, if you don't know what SWOT analysis is, Google it. Um, it's very, very useful. But essentially, it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, um, and threats. Now, we haven't got a huge amount of time today, so let's concentrate on the S and the W, strengths and weaknesses. Now, you probably have got a fairly good idea of the skills that you possess, your main strengths and your main weaknesses, okay? But prior to launch, it's a really good idea to formalise these and get them down on paper. Now, if you're not fully aware of what you're really good at, and some people aren't, they just naturally are, they don't realise, ask a family member or friend, but you need them to be brutally honest with both sides, okay? Um, you can also add enjoyment to the list, right? What might you be good at, but you don't enjoy? Now, in the early days, you will have no choice but to carry out all the tasks, um, as, as I did, as the other guys did, um, and that will include things that you don't enjoy. Now, as I said, I still encounter a few things that I don't like to do, but they have become less and less over time as we do have the luxury um, of 80 people all eager to pick things up. Um, so again, just like uh, the business plan, the end result itself um, is useful, but the real use comes in the process of delving deep into your soul and admitting to yourself what you might need help with. Um, now, there's two important key reasons for that. One, if you list your weaknesses or development points, as they're more sort of politically correct, uh, politically correct term these days, um, it then won't come as a shock to you when you struggle with certain aspects of the business further down the line. Okay, it's not going to derail you. You're expecting it. And also, secondly, you can then make an informed decision as to whether you upskill in that area um, or um, you know, start to think about actually procuring assistance in the areas in which you're weakest, right? So once you've identified your weaknesses, how do you know which routes uh, which routes take? Do you upskill in the in those areas, or do you buy those strengths in from others? Okay. Now the answer to this it needs to be a really common sense answer. There's no right or wrong. It's a grey area. But to help you make the decision, my advice here um, is to think long. Um, is to think how long and how often into the future you're going to need that skill. And if you if you obtain that skill, how often during the week and how long during the week would you need it to operate your business? Um, how long will it take to learn is another key factor. Okay, for example, I wouldn't put yourself on a web design course if you just want to launch a single website and then get it updated 
every two or three years, right? A web design course might take 12 months, might take two years, might cost you £4,000 cost of the website, okay? You need, to, there's, there's a common sense thing here. Um, also, bookkeeping. You're not going to go and do a bookkeeping course or a, or a you know, financial management course to manage your part of the finances day to day, right? These skills are best brought in when they're needed. Um, so buying the expertise that takes many years to learn and and isn't used daily isn't isn't ideal. Okay, upskill in those areas um, and and upskill in the areas that are quicker to learn and use more often. For example, if you're not ideal on on Excel or you've never opened a spreadsheet, you want to start a business, you've never even opened a spreadsheet. Okay, you can't. You know that's an area that you're going to need to upskilling. Okay, most entrepreneurs love us, but I love a spreadsheet. I live my life through spreadsheets. If I outsourced every spreadsheet that I wanted designed, I'd be outsourcing two or three a day at great expense. Okay, so you need is a common sense thing, as I said. Um, now, don't spend years learning skills that can be bought, as I said, by leveraging the time of other people, or when you have a team, used to develop the skills of your team. Okay, now the big misconception here about delegation is that it's there to save you time. Okay, delegation is the time saving aspect is a byproduct of retaining your motivation. Saving time is secondary. All right, you delegate things that you don't necessarily enjoy. You need to be pumped when you come in, you need to be excited about your day. Okay, so give away skill, give away the tasks that one, you're not you don't feel skilled out and it's going to take too long to learn and two when you have a team that zap your time and your enjoyment okay um so what you need to bear in mind it's like i'll have an analogy you'll you'll you'll, you'll understand that about me i'm very visual so imagine a football coach or an athletics coach you're not going to ask the shot putter to run a 100 meter race okay you're not going to ask uh, the star striker to play in goal right identify what you're good at and play to your strengths. Have your best people and best players in the best positions, okay? Um, and outsource what you can in the early days. Number four, and probably, so the final part of this section and probably the most important part. Um, now, this is a mindset shift, okay? Ask yourself the question, what are you prepared to do that others aren't? Okay, what are you prepared to do that others aren't? That is the separator. Now, at the moment, um, and probably, you know, since the, the since the rise of social media, Instagram, whatever, entrepreneurship is fashionable. Everyone calls themselves an entrepreneur. But honestly, um, you know, half these people don't realize the harsh, hard reality. They haven't lived. They haven't lived through it yet. Um, yes, it can be hugely rewarding. Yes, you can impact hundreds of others. Um, and yes, you can make lots of money eventually. But it takes lots of hard work. There are long term non-financial costs which we'll come on to later. I'm a realist, okay? I'm here to tell you the truth, right? It's tough. I'm talking here about good old-fashioned sacrifice, okay? Growing a business from a cold garage and fingerless gloves into a million pound a week, right, takes everything you have, everything, okay? Now, your goals might, might be much smaller, especially at the start, and that's, that's good, that's fine. But every business... And the responsibility that you legally sign up to when you when you launch a business, okay, um, that business will change the way that you think and operate every day that that business is around and that you're involved in it. So you need to be aware of that. Now, you don't see um, these days many people actually willing to give up much at all. 
you don't see anyone wanting to risk their own money. You don't see anyone wanting to risk their own time. Okay, these are resources that you have to invest and you have to risk if you're going to um, do anything of any note, right? Now, what are you willing to give up in the short and medium term for long-term gains? There are no shortcuts. Now, I'm not talking. I'm not just talking about today's sacrifice. I'm not just talking about the week sacrifice. The weekend is a big one for people. What are you going to sacrifice at the weekend? What are you going to sacrifice on the bank holiday when everyone else is doing X? Okay, this is the separator. Now. Um, this is all important. Hopefully your biggest takeaway from this first half, right? There's a famous American football coach, Jerry Rice. Okay. Now I love studying sports coaches and their mindset. It's very transferable into leadership and entrepreneurship. Now, Jerry Rice once said about his own American football career, write this down. Today, I will do what others won't so that tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't. Okay. Today, I will do what others won't. So tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't. Now, I like to look at this quote in two halves. Let's take the first half. Today, I will do what others won't. Now, let's look at that. I've got some figures. 64% of the UK population say they want to start a business. Right? 64%. That's mad. Right? Now, only 8.2% of the UK population will do this or has done this. The rest of them are talking bollocks to themselves and to other people that have to listen to them talk bollocks, right? So you're already in the vast majority, uh, sorry, you're already in the vast minority of people if you've started, right? Or if you plan to start or if you will start. From that 8.2%, 60% of those will eventually fail. And there's no shame in failing, you can try again. But 60% of that 8.2% will fail because they don't necessarily take stances like this. 3.28% is what's left of the population that will purely make the cut, okay? Now, what I say makes the cut and what I say is successful is not what someone else would say. So it's very subjective, right? But let's say what I say, how I determine make the cut is you have a nice house, um, you can clothe yourself, you can feed yourself, you, you pay yourself what you would earn in a normal job. That, that's, you've made the cut in the world of entrepreneurship. Now, but you don't have to answer to anyone or so you think. But successful is, as I said, subjective. But for me, one in 20 would become what I call successful, right? Now, that at the moment is not me, right? I'm not in those one in 20. I'm striving to be there and I won't give up. But one in 20 is what I would call truly successful entrepreneurs of that 3.28%. That leaves that's 0.64 of the UK population as successful entrepreneurs. Now, this tells me, right, that to succeed, your life cannot reflect in any way the lives of 99 out of every 100 people in the UK. You can't do what they do. You can't go where they go. You can't um, socialise. In the early days, we're talking about in the early days, you can't, their life, your life can't reflect 99 other people's lives. Otherwise, you're not, you're, you're going to get what they've got. You're not going to get what the 1% is going to go for, the less than 1%. So what are you prepared to do that 99 other people won't do today? This is a very special quote, okay? And it holds um, a place in my mind at least two or, three, two or three times every day. Now, when things get tough, okay, I'm sat here thinking, Christ, this is hard. This is hard. My inner voice speaks up and goes, fucking, fucking right. It's, it's supposed to be hard, okay? It's supposed to be hard. 99% of other people aren't going to prepare to do what you're doing right? That gives me comfort. I know I'm on the right path. It's not supposed to be easy. 
right? They don't tell you that on Instagram. They don't tell you that when they're lying across a rented Ferrari. Um, and they don't tell you that when they're walking hand in hand down a white beach somewhere um, on, on social media. They don't tell you it because they don't know it. Okay. Now, the second half of this quote, so we, we've had the first half. Today, I will do what others won't. The second half, right? So that tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't. Now, this half promises better days. And they do come. But today will be tough and tomorrow will be tough. In fact, it never stops being tough. But your compensation, yeah, either your, uh, your, your, your personal reward or your financial reward catches up eventually. Okay, embrace it when it gets hard, embrace it when it gets com um, complicated and embrace it when it gets emotional, because it will. Now, you know, if you fight through that day and you fight through that week and you come through, you are stronger um, and you know some you, you know that some of the competition has fallen because they gave up at the point that you didn't give up. OK, now, again, sport analogy. Imagine the Olympics. Imagine the 400 meter hurdles. OK, um, imagine every 100 meters is five years in entrepreneurship. The first 100, you jump in the hurdles, you get to the end of the first 100, the end of the first five years, you look to your right and your left. There were nine people that started the race. There's now only seven. They fall in at the hurdles that you jumped over. OK, now, um, next 100 meters, you get through, you look to your side. Christ, another three have gone. OK. 20 years in, I guarantee you that if you keep going, um, you're going to be one of the only, you're going to be the one of the only finishers. You will finish the race. You will finish the race where others haven't. So further down the line, having come through, you now know that struggle in life is guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Okay. It's a struggle to build a big company, right? It's a struggle to build a small company. It's also a struggle to work 50 hours a week in a role where you can't see um, the next promotion um, and you aren't valued. It's also a struggle to watch others succeed whilst you keep convincing yourself, that'll be me next year, that'll be me next year, I'll start next year. Okay, so choose which struggle um, you, you're going you're gonna to go after. Right, so that's the four key areas um, done. Hopefully you've learned something. Hopefully it's got you thinking. Now, I've got five key lessons here. We may have time for five. We might just have time for four. I can tag one on to one of the other talks. Let's see. So as, as I said, I've been doing this 11 years. Um, not as many as, as some, but more than, more than others. If you imagine, I'm, I'm 200 metres into that 400-metre 400, that 400 race that I was just describing. Some people have fallen um, that I started with. Now, um, top five lessons. So think about this first one is read okay read 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 right great quote here from Jim Rohn a formal education will make you a living self-education will make you a fortune okay quite a well-known quote some of you may have already heard about it but it's really interesting so a scary percentage of the population has never read a book since leaving their last place of full-time education, whether that be school, college, or university. Don't let that be you, okay? Reading non-fiction self-development books as early as you can in this process, um, certainly before launching a business, if you can, um, is vital to keep expanding your brain in the way you think, right? Now, I didn't start this 
in earnest till about five years ago. It's my biggest regret. I was really late in starting this. Um, but the growth I felt personally and the growth we have felt as a business has been huge, right? Since targeting at least 12 intentional reads a year, one a month. Okay. Now, some people I know and some people I follow try and do one a week, 52 books a year. Now, if you're not going to do 52 books a year, make sure you've got 40 excuses up your sleeve, right? Now, my main two excuses are my are two young babies. Um, so 52 books at the moment for me, not going to happen, but hopefully one day it will. Minimum 12. Well, top three to get you started, okay? Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, there are hundreds more, hundreds more. If you reach out to me, add me and uh, message me on Instagram, I'll send you a list of my top 20, okay, just to get you started. We've got a library here at work. Um, at, at, um, obviously, here at Carrington West, we've got a library um, where our colleagues are encouraged to you know, literally borrow the titles, read them. There's an intranet where they can review them and, and, uh, and, um, and, and refer them to colleagues. And these days with Audible, you can listen to as many uh, of these books as, as you like, but I prefer to buy a copy, read it with a highlighter and a biro, make notes, make marks all over the page. Really, I, I sort of study the books rather than read them. Um, uh, but it, so it takes me a lot longer than the average reader, but it works for me. Okay, every successful person I know, and I'm lucky to know a few, read these non-fiction books really regularly. Okay, so I think there's something to be learned from that. Um, so, Lesson number two, the art of delayed gratification. Again, now we live in a world of comparison. We live in a world of instant gratification. People want success today, but what stops most people from seeing huge returns isn't their skill set, their drive, their ambition, anything like that. It's usually the length of time it takes them to wrap their head around uh, how long it's going to take to succeed. Right now, if you're young and just starting or you've just started, don't whatever you do, compare yourself to someone who's five, 10 or 15 years in. OK, don't go on Instagram and start doing that. Don't compare your business to an established brand. OK, compare yourself and your business to what they both looked like yesterday, a week ago, a year ago. OK, success should come in the daily baby steps you take towards your vision. Um, celebrate the milestones and day by day build and grow and march forward day by day, tick the needle forward. Before you know it, you look up, you've gone from a garage to a million pound a week business, okay? There is no secret source. There is no magic formula, all right? Essentially, it's asking yourselves three questions, very simple. Where am I now? Where do I want to go? And what am I prepared to do to get there? Okay, what am I prepared to do to get there? Okay, the answer to these three questions will essentially form most of your plan. But to ingrain how long it's going to take to succeed, you need to remind yourself of that daily. Okay, you need to form a habit that's going to remind yourself of that. Um, so look at yourself in the mirror after you clean your teeth or anything that you normally do, tag a habit onto the end of a habit. Um, and you just literally say in the mirror, I'm an entrepreneur, my project is going to take years. I'm aware of this, I'm expecting it. It's gonna take years, I'm aware of it, I'm expecting it, okay? 
the number of businesses that might have folded because someone has, has just been too impatient to see the success. Thirdly, doing a lot of time. Thirdly, um, now we spoke earlier um, about the short and medium term sacrifice it takes to succeed. But what about the, the, the very possible and the very real non-financial cost of doing this, of going down this route? Again, I'm going to tell you the full facts. The brutal facts of my journey are no holidays for the first three years, not a single holiday, right? And, and I didn't want one. I was too focused on this. Number two, we didn't draw a salary for 14 months, okay? Not a single pound went from the business bank account to our own personal bank accounts for 14 months. I had a mortgage at the time. I racked up loans, I racked up credit cards, anything to keep me going, okay? Hopefully that won't be the case for you, but that was the case for me. And that's, that's honestly the truth. Three, we promised my brother we would be out of his garage within six weeks. We were in that garage 14 months again. Right? I drove a 250-pound car for 18 months. And after that, I upgraded to a 25-year-old Ford Mondeo that didn't lock. I couldn't lock it. Didn't lock. Couldn't leave anything in it. It was an old rust bucket Ford Mondeo. I drove that for another three years after. So it was four and a half years and probably we were up to about 12 staff before I even bought myself what was a nice car. And that was even a five-year-old Audi at the time. Okay. Too many people, as soon as they get a bit of money, they go out and they get something flashy or whatever, and they don't reinvest the money into the business. Right. We had to let a friend go. Our first employee, he was a new father. And it was just days before our first Christmas as a business. Right. That didn't feel great. So there's real costs here. There's real personal relationship costs. Um, there's real, uh, there's real cost to consider. Um, but again, these are hurdles that other people fall at. If you can get over these hurdles, you're going to win, right? When we're asked, how have you built a business like this? My answer is always the same, okay? Live like you're broke for many, many years, right? Wasn't hard for us, we were, right? Reinvest every penny back into the business. Work every single day towards an intentional vision that you've created for your life and for your business, right? It's hard, it's not pretty, and it takes a huge amount from you personally. There is no secret. But guess what? When you give people that answer, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear that one, okay? They want to hear the hack, the shortcut. There is no shortcut. This is it. Number four, and I think we'll finish on number four. Um, I've got a good story as number five. I'll save it for future weeks. I know you're excited about that. Um, but number four is an important one. I'm going to cover it. Personal performance, okay? Now, in the early days, I mean, your plan might be just to stay a one-man band or a one-person uh, business for forever, and that's cool. But in the early days, and if you want to grow big, it's going to be you. It might be you, business partner, whatever. So you are your business in the early days. And you are your business throughout, because even when you get 80 people, you, the culture of the business reflects you as a person and how you live, okay? People look up to you for answers. And if you're not living the right way, it filters down. You create a culture that can be quite toxic. I've seen it elsewhere. So three things to consider just briefly. Watch carefully what you're filling your brain with. Okay. Are you binging Netflix or are you reading? Now, we all like to watch a bit of Netflix and chill uh, at the weekend, whatever. Um, you you use catchphrase there. I wasn't supposed to use. Um, but, um, you know, are you, binge, are you binge watching TV? Or are you reading sometimes? Are you reading most of the time? Are you reading every day? Are you drinking every weekend? Are you drinking during the week? Are you getting enough water? 
Are you getting enough sleep? Okay. These things all have a huge impact on your drive and your ambition and therefore compounded over time, the financial results of your business, let's say over a year. Number two, self-talk. Okay. Now we all we all talk to ourselves in our mind. If you're an entrepreneur, you talk to yourself all the time. Um, <laughs> now we've all got that voice. So a very slight but effective change in the language you use in self-talk can really propel your life and your goals forward. All right. Now, rather than using the word if to yourself, just in your mind, switch it to when. So for example, rather than if I ever launch my business, if I ever run that marathon, if I ever complete my dissertation, imagine the power, just yourself, of changing that word to when when I launch my business, when I run that marathon, when I complete my dissertation. You see, changing from if to when punctures through a mental barrier in your mind. It takes it from the conscious brain to the unconscious brain, the subconscious, okay? Now, your biggest, power, most powerful weapon as an entrepreneur is your subconscious brain. It's like paying, but not even paying, it's like having a free strategic director running operations in your mind about big problems that are coming up right this strategic director works for you when you're driving when you're washing up when you're in the shower when you're asleep okay now if replaced with when allows the subconscious to work on its most revolutionary topic how if is a conscious shall i shan't i will i won't i okay when is the subconscious asking how and once you start to ask how, your journey has already started. All right. Now, finally, um, number three, personal performance. Be the example. Right. Now, we live in a world where we hand out participation trophies. OK. In some kids sports, we no longer keep score for fear that one team might lose and get upset. Now, unfortunately, life and business isn't like that. OK, there are winners and there are losers. OK, in recruitment, for example, and pretty much every industry I know, you don't get a medal for trying or turning up. You need to play to win and you don't want to feel ashamed about that in any way. There's nothing to be ashamed of by wanting to win. Now, there's nothing more noble right, than being the example of others how to win. A rising tide raises all boats, as we, we know the well-known catchphrase. So other people who see you winning, they're up their game. You might even share information about how to win together, right? But you all improve each other infinitely. Um, now, I've got a very quick, um, I've got two podcasts, actually, that I've recorded, um, two 10 minutes, a part one and a part two on goal setting. We have got some of the content coming up in a few Tuesdays time. But if you wanted to get some of that content early, add me on Instagram, DM me, side.gardener.mm. I can send you the links to those two podcasts because goal setting is a huge part of personal performance as well. Um, the fifth lesson I'm going to skip, it's a, it's, a, it's a powerful story. I've run out of time. I will include it in next week or the week after's um, uh, live if we can fit it in. But just finally, um, if you wanted to reach out to me, share ideas, advice, whatever, my preferred method of communication is Instagram. I respond to every DM. Right? I've got a podcast with my friend Ben Miles. He's the co-founder of, a, of a, a Victorious Festival, a festival that many of you may have heard of, some of you may have been to. It's one of the largest festivals in the UK. Okay, And we set that up 
to share some of this content, but more importantly, stories from other people, including the world of um, sport, we've got uh, Olympians, we've got footballers, boxers, um, business, TV presenters, these things. They're all very transferable into the world of entrepreneurship. The link to that is in my bio on Instagram. Don't forget, you can win a year's worth of mentoring uh, from me um, and you'll plan new business. All you've got to do is follow me, follow the Entrepreneurs of England and comment on that post that was on the Young Entrepreneurs of England Instagram page on Sunday, the 23rd of January. Um, and, um, and that's it. I'm going to leave you to it. Um, hopefully you picked up um, some value from today. And as I said, there's now one of these every fortnight um, for the next uh, three fortnights. So um, I'll leave you there. And um, as I said, reach out to me if you need to know anything further. Thank you.